Welcome to Thinking Into Success. I'm Dr. J.A. Jones, your spiritual coach, encourager, and friend. I'm here to help you find spiritual solutions to real problems. Each week, we deliver solutions to issues you're facing in life or someone you care about. Let's get started. I'm glad you're here today thinking into success today I'm going to provide more spiritual solutions to real problems I want to address mental illness anxiety solutions that will help you to get to the next level of thinking you know anxiety is a thief I hope you knew that without a doubt anxiety is a thief it would take from your tomorrow today only if you let it though. But you got to know how not to allow anxiety to do it to you. Anxiety is this. I'm going to give you a definition, a practical definition I looked up. A feeling of worry, nervousness, or unease, typically about an imminent event or something with an uncertain outcome. It's a health disorder that are strong enough to interfere with one's daily activities. It could mean quality of life to you. Everyone needs a quality of life. People just don't want to live, but they want to live life to its fullest. They want to be healthy mentally, physically, financially, relationally, and in every way. I don't know who doesn't want that. So anxiety will take from your tomorrow today. Now, here are some examples of anxiety disorders. It could be panic attacks, obsessive compulsive disorder, post-traumatic stress disorder. Now, the list go on and on and on as far as examples, but some of the symptoms could include stress that's out of proportion to the impact of the event, inability to set aside worry or restlessness. There's so many people that are struggling or are being challenged with the inability to stop worrying or stop stressing or stop fearing or whatever it may be based on what's happening. Now, we're in the COVID-19 era, a pandemic. It's loose. It's out there. It's everywhere, they say. But again, we're at a different level of anxiety. People are taking their lives. People are losing jobs. Relationships are being impacted. Divorce are taking place on a regular basis now because people don't know who they're living with and those that they are living with, as far as husband and wife, they're struggling to communicate on each level. So they're not able to connect for whatever reason. Now, you would think it's good when a husband and a wife can be together most of the day, as most people are not at their regular workplace. They're not at a location, and their location has been from the 
workplace, whether it's down the street, whether it's 10 miles down the road, or an hour. Now they're at home almost all the time with their loved ones or their children. Mothers are being stressed because of homeschooling or online learning because of the COVID-19. They're being challenged more. Sometimes it could be good, but not so good. But there's so many people today, 2020, that are dealing with anxiety and anxiety is dealing with them. Some of the treatments could be spiritual counseling, relational counseling, mental counseling, medications, or antidepressants. Now, those things have its place, especially when it comes to medication and antidepressants, but they should not be abused or misused. Here's a principle. Here's a solution. I'm going to talk about many today. Then we're going to bring in Tyler Perry at the end of this moment. Okay? Here we go. I got excited because I'm going to bring him on later. I'm going to let you know in what way. Okay? <laughs> Philippians chapter 4, verse 6 and 7. It's a powerful principle in the Bible because the Bible definitely gives us spiritual solutions to all our problems. <laughs> and all of our problems are real. Because if you have a problem, it's real to you. If your neighbor has a problem, it's real to them. Everything is in its own perspective. Because perspective rules. Whatever your perspective about a situation, that's real to you. Here it is. Be anxious for nothing. Or be anxious about anything. Or do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, in every situation, in every circumstances, by prayer and asking or petitioning with thanksgiving. You got to have a thankful heart, a thankful attitude. Make your request known to God. Present your request to God, not a God, but the God, the God of the universe, the God that created us all. Then it says in verse number seven, Philippians chapter four, verse number seven, and the peace of God, not the peace of the government, the peace of the state, the peace of the city, or the peace of your neighbor or a family member. It's the peace of God which surpasses all understanding, all comprehension. We cannot comprehend it to its fullest level, but you do know you can still have peace in your heart. You can still have contentment, tranquility, even in the midst of an anxious society. It says, and the peace of God, which will surpass all understanding, it will do something. The Bible will do something when you do something. When you stand on the promises, it will come to pass. When you know the promises and you speak it, you believe it, and you stand on it, it will come to pass. Because this principle said in Philippians chapter 4, verse number 7, that it will guard your heart, your thoughts, your mind, the seat of who you are, the seat of your emotions in Christ Jesus. The word Christ means the anointed one. 
And one thing that I have learned by walking with God, Christ, for a long time, 30 plus years, is that it is the anointing that destroys the yoke. But you got to appropriate it. You got to apply it. You got to know about it in order for it to work for you. Do y'all know knowledge is power? That is so true. Because the Bible also says that we are destroyed because of the lack of knowledge. What you don't know can hinder you and it can hurt you. I want to give you some strategies to overcome stressful situations. Because <laughs> we all are stressed or feeling the stress or dealing with it directly or indirectly. You may not be stressed yourself as much as your family member is stressed. Your wife, your husband, your children, a co-worker, a friend, a neighbor, an enemy, whoever they may be, they may be stressed, but you're not as stressed as they are. And now you have to deal with them and as well as with their stress. You're not experiencing it directly, but you are experiencing their stress indirectly. They're coming to you with their problems. They're coming to you with their stressful situations. They are approaching you. So you got to deal with it one way or not, one way or another. It's not not, but you got to deal with it for sure. Now, here's some strategies as we go forward. The first thing is this. Be aware of the problem. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's a fact. You have to beware of the problem. What problem is this? Or what problem am I talking about? You know, the Bible tells us to be sober-minded. So you got to have sober thinking about every situation. There's so many people that are in the dark, but God's plan and God's Thought is for you to be aware, not uninformed, but informed. As a man thinks, so is he. So is he in how he lives or she. It's not gender specific, but it is what it is. So you got to be aware of the problem. You got to realize that you may have the problem. Hello, you may have the problem, not just a problem, but you may be anxious more than you know. Because you may realize something that you may have a panicking moment. You may have a lot of fight or flight experiences. Now, there's some level of anxiety that's good to, to help you to understand that you are alive and situations are real. But that doesn't mean that need to overcome you. So just be aware of anxiousness. Be aware of the problem. Be aware of who's approaching you and how you are approaching other people as well. The next point is this. Avoid unhealthy self-medication practices. You may have been prescribed a certain medication from a physician or whoever legally I'm talking about, but don't overdose. Don't if you're supposed to take five pills a day, don't take eight or nine. Or if you're supposed to take five and 
you realize, okay, I don't only want to take two. That may be good. It may not be. But don't be unhealthy in self-medication. And don't be just passing it around just like it's candy to somebody else either. <laughs> or don't sell it on the street. Or don't buy it from somebody else. You could hurt yourself. You could harm other people because you could OD and not know it. Or it could be damaged goods that could be tainted with something else and mixed with other type of chemicals or other type of medications. So you have to avoid unhealthy self-medication practices. It could save your life. It could save your relationship. It could save your mentality. Another point is this. Maintain your physical health without a doubt. A healthy person will be around a long time. Mm -hmm. I used to be in the military. I was in the United States Army. I enjoyed that stint for 25 years. And one thing that we did, we had weapons. It was called an M16. So we went on the range and we shot uh, targets and we got a score of marksmanship, sharpshooter or expert. You know, I was always an expert, at least <laughs> in my mind I was. A couple of times I went down the sharpshooter. Nothing wrong with that. But for the most part, I got an expert medal. And I'm all right with that for sure. I'm glad that I did. But one of the things they taught us, we had to clean our weapon after we left the range. And they say, if you really take care of your weapon, your weapon will take care of you. That is so true. If you take care of your physical health, your body would take care of you. That means you will last. You will go the distance. So you must take care of your body in what you put into it, how much you exercise, which you should. You should move your body. You got to maintain your physical health. Now, your mental health can impact your physical health. I am a living witness of that, and I know countless number of people that have experienced that too. The next one is this. Find scriptures that address anxiety. There is life in the word. Mm -hmm. There's life in the word. So you got to find scripture that will address anxiety issues. The Bible says that the words that are spoken in the Bible, as you read it, it's life and it's blessings because you're blessed to be a blessing. The scriptures has many solutions to your real problem. If you don't know of any, email me. I'll always leave the address in the podcast notes or in the platform that I'm on. So you can be able to reach out to me. I am a spiritual coach as well. I'm a trainer as well. So not, I'm a pastor for sure. So whatever I can do from a practical, a mental, a spiritual, a relational aspect, I am here for you. Let me know. The next thing is this. Feed your mind with scripture. Now, as you find the scriptures, you have to feed your mind with what you find. Mm -hmm. Yes, that means look at it. That means read it repetitiously over and over 
and over again. And I guarantee you, you're going to think better. And once you think better, you're going to feel better. And once you feel better, you're going to talk better. Once you talk better, you're going to act better. And once you act better, you're going to live better. And once you live better, it becomes a habit over a period of time. And your habits, which, are, which will be good instead of bad or better, you will also have better character. And your character takes you to your destiny. And your destiny is mental health, not mental illness. Your destiny is abundance, not lack. Your destiny is greatness and not mediocrity. You have to know that. Now, the next point is this. Be around positive and encouraging people without a doubt. Whoever is in your group, if they're very pessimistic, very discouraging, just politely step out of it. <laughs> That's right. You know, the principle tells us in the Bible, evil communications corrupt good morals. Without a doubt, evil communications will corrupt your attitude, your heart. So you got to watch who you hang around. You have to be intentional in who in your group, who's in your inner circle, who's in your circle, who are your friends, who are your associates. You know, people come in your life, but you can let them go as well. You got friends, you got best friends, you got associates, you just got acquaintances. Either way, you don't want any of those to be discouraging and negative. You have to not hang around those type of people. And I hope that you're not one of those people either. Okay, so you have to be around positive people because the Bible says evil communications corrupt good morals. That means you want to do the opposite. You want to be around good people that you are communicating with so you can have even better morals, better spirituality, because iron sharpeneth iron. Know that without a doubt. Don't. My next point is this. Do not procrastinate. A lazy person would get nowhere. Man, matter of fact, the principle tells us in the Bible, you can read it. It's in the book of Proverbs, but it talks about laziness or procrastination. It will lead to poverty. It will lead to lack. You will be insufficient funds. You will be a person of insufficient funds. You won't be able to cash anything. You won't be able to produce anything. You can't be trustworthy, in other words. You cannot be counted on. There's a time to rest. Then there's a time to work. There's nothing wrong with resting. Nothing wrong with getting on the couch and, you know, kicking your feet up and, and relaxing and watching some TV or just reading a book or just doing nothing. Doing nothing is good sometimes. But you don't want to make that a habit, procrastinating. Now, when I mean procrastination, that means doing something you should be doing rather than doing something you should not be doing. In other words, if you should pray, pray when you say you're going to pray. If you should pay a bill, make sure you pay it on time. Mm -hmm. That's right. If you said you're going to pick up somebody, don't wait till the last minute. If you know you should be on your way to work, prepare the night before or get out of the house and get to work or get to church. 
Don't procrastinate. We all have the same amount of time every day. You know what I've learned is not about time management. It's about managing yourself. It's more so self-management. My next point is this. Meditate on scriptures, the Bible, principles in the word, or positive things and solutions that will help you to get past the thief of anxiety. Mm -hmm. You have to meditate. In order to meditate, you got to know how to concentrate. And once you concentrate the right way, you'll be on your way to better meditation. So you got to understand how to dial it in, how to focus on what you're looking at or what you're reading on without distractions. And then you'll meditate better. And then you'll be able to remember what you just meditated on. You have to know that as we go forward. See a doctor. My next thing for you to know in order to overcome stressful situations, go to a physician, go to your primary doctor, see a doctor. They will help you. Nothing wrong with doctors. I go to them. I go to specialists. But you have to pray before you get there. And when you leave there, you need to pray about what was said or what was done. Okay? Look the doctor in the eye. Make sure they have good bedside manners. Now, all doctors are, are not alike. We all know that, hopefully. But you got to get to a doctor. Okay? Now, hopefully you heard everything I said about mental illness, anxiety solutions. So and that's what we're all about, trying to give you some solutions for anxiety. Now, I'm going to bring on, I think I said in the beginning, Tyler Perry. I'm going to bring him on this platform. Now, he's going to speak to you about God will never leave you. I really love what he had to say and what he's getting ready to say, without a doubt. Now, if you don't know him, you know, he was born in New Orleans in 1969. I think his original name was Emmett Perry Jr. He didn't complete high school. He earned a GED. After suffering abuse at the hands of several family members during his younger years, Tyler Perry began writing as a way to help heal his mental wounds. Now, during his early 20s, an episode of the Oprah Winfrey show, which described the positive and therapeutic impact writing can have on a person, inspired him to pursue a career in the field. Now, today, because Tyler Perry had some issues and challenges, he wrote a play, uh, a series called I Know I've Been Changed. I Know I've Been Changed. Today, as of September 2020, according to Forbes, he's worth over a billion dollars. $1.4 billion in pre-tax income. My goodness, he is a self-made billionaire. He went from the poor house to no house to sleeping in a car to becoming a billionaire. My goodness. So here's Tyler Perry to encourage you about how God would never leave you. So what do you do with anxiety? You climb and maintain. It's turbulent, you go higher. You climb, you pray, you maintain, you worship. 
You pray and you worship. You climb and maintain. You pray and worship. You climb and maintain. You pray and worship. I wanted to talk to you about anxiety, like those of you who are dealing with things, walking through situations in this life. You're married, things are going great, then all of a sudden something happens. Person wants a divorce. You thought you would live your life forever with this person and all of a sudden, the very person that you thought would be there forever is about to leave and you see the knife, you see the wood, you see the fire, but you're wondering, are you the sacrifice? You've got children that you're raising and everything seemed to be fine when they were younger, but now they're at a place where they're a little bit older and they're doing things that you couldn't even imagine and you're worried. They've got addictions, they've got things going on and you're wondering, God, what is going on? You see the knife, you see the wood, you see the fire, but where is the sacrifice? Those dreamers in here who are trying to build a dream, everything seems to be going fine and all of a sudden you hear something, there's a rumbling, something is happening that is trying to, to distract you. You see the knife, you see the wood, you see the fire, you've got anxiety, you can't sleep. You're tossing and turning all night long, wondering what is going on. God, what is going on in this moment? What is going on? What is happening right now? I've been there. It's a very difficult place when you know that you've got anxiety all over you. So as I look at this text and I see Isaac wondering, is he the sacrifice? I came here to tell you some good news. If you are in this place and you are wondering if you are the sacrifice, I came to tell you that you are not. You are not the sacrifice. God did not bring you this far to leave you. You are not about to die. You are not about to lose everything. You are not the sacrifice. How do I know that? In the very next verse, Abraham answers Isaac. He says, God himself will provide the sacrifice. So here in this moment in the Old Testament, they are under the law, so they needed the blood of a lamb for the atonement of sin. Us today, we are under grace. So the blood of Jesus atones for our sins. So Jesus was already the sacrifice. So let me ask you something. Since God himself provided the sacrifice and was the sacrifice, why are you having so much anxiety nailing yourself to a cross that Jesus has already risen from? What do you do in this moment though? Now that you know you're not the sacrifice, what do you do? How do you get past it? How do you get past this anxiety? How do you rest? How do you have peace? How do you, what do you do? And that is in the scripture for me as I was reading. This is what made me think about it. Abraham tells his servants, stay here. And me and Isaac are going to go up and worship. He saw a mountain that God had led him to, so he was gonna go up and worship. So they were gonna climb. They were going to go up and they were going to climb and they were going to maintain. They were going to worship. Climb and maintain. The climbing is the prayer and the worship is maintaining. So what do you do with anxiety? You climb and maintain. It's turbulent. You go higher. You climb. You pray. You maintain, you worship. You pray and you worship. You climb and maintain. You pray and worship. You climb and maintain. You pray and worship. Listen to me. Turn to somebody right now and tell them you are not the sacrifice. 
I want to tell you something. Go home and get you some rest tonight because understanding that you are not the sacrifice, all you have to do is climb and maintain. All you have to do to get rid of the anxiety is to pray and to worship. What, what prayer, simple prayer. Prayer is talking to God, just having a conversation with him. God, I need you. God, I need you to be with me right now. God, I need you to walk me through this thing. God, I need you to be by my side. Please, Father, in the name of Jesus, stay with me. Let your blood be with me, O Lamb of God. Thank you right now. Lord, increase my territory. Let your hand of favor stay with me. Keep me from evil that I may not cause pain. You've got to pray, and that is the climb. And then the maintain is the worship. God, you're wonderful. How I love your name. How excellent are you, O Lamb of God. You have no rival. You have no equal. You are the only true and living God. God, thank you for everything you've ever done for me. God, I worship you only you can. You've got to climb and maintain, and you've got to read the word. You've got to get into some of those psalms where you really understand that God is on your side. Psalms 91 says, he that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge, my fortress, my God, in him will I trust. Surely he will deliver me from the snare of the fowler and from the noiseless pestilence. A thousand shall fall at my side and 10,000 at my right hand, but it will not come near me. Yes, sir. Only with mine eyes will I behold and see the reward of the wicked because I have made the Lord, which is the most high my habitation. Therefore, no evil shall befall me, neither shall any plague come near my dwelling. For he will give his angels charge over me to keep me in all of my ways. They will bear me up in their hands lest I dash my foot against the stone. I will tread on the lion, the adder, and the young lion, and the dragon shall I trample under my feet. You've got to get the word inside it. You've got to believe that no weapon formed against you shall prosper. You've got to believe it. You've got to believe it. You've got to climb and maintain. You've got to climb and maintain. If you don't remember anything else I said today, remember climb and maintain. Thank you for listening to Thinking Into Success. Now, if you enjoyed this podcast, you can subscribe, share it with your friends, click the like and follow button, take a screenshot and share it on your social stories. I look forward to you being with us on the next episode. Until next time.